The following is the production of WEGL 91.1 FM. That ball is gone. It's a walk-off home run for Stephen Williams. WEGL Sports. The Tigers are headed to the College World Series. Where every touchdown of Game. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Lives. Welcome inside the Wednesday edition of the Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com. Hello, everybody. It is your beautiful, handsome, stunning, talented, award-winning, did I mention award-winning host, Jared Dillon. And joining me from wherever it may be is Davis Carroll and Alex Houston. Alex, I'm going to start with you first today. I want to know how you're doing on this Wednesday morning. I mean, look, you know. I'm not going to lie to you, Jared. The week has not been pretty great. It's uh, been a rough one in terms of schoolwork, in terms of, you know, what I got to do. All right, I didn't want to be depressed. Shut up. I don't want to be depressed. However, I'm getting to a positive. Give me a second. Every day that passes is one day closer to Thanksgiving and one more day that I get more excited. So, you know. Every day that passes is positive in that regard. Every day that passes is one more toward death. I hear that, brother. No, 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 Davis. What? (laughs) How about you, Davis? How about you? I'm just chilling. I stayed up late playing Kingdom Come Deliverance last night, so I'm a little tired. But How is that I was game? having fun. I was fighting. I was fighting knights and stuff with swords. Well, you should get it, Jared. It's fun. We already we already had a discussion. I can't I can't get Dude? into it right now. Oh, I have I've a I have a lot of important work to get through. Yeah, like Valhalla. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, here's yeah. Jacob. So let me get Jacob hey. in here, and uh, we can ask him some questions. Jacob, back. he's back. Hello, Jacob. How are you doing on this fine morning? I gotta give him a second. My audio is connected now. Okay. How are you doing on this fine morning? I'm doing great. Um. Ready for the week to be over. I feel that. I know that uh, personally, I got to get through the next two days of Auburn volleyball, which is tough. But hey, Auburn volleyball dub is happening. You heard it here first. They're going to beat Tennessee. I think Tennessee's ranked too. They're going to beat Tennessee. Huh. All right. So just stay Honestly, tuned for it that. It feels like every team that Auburn's played in volleyball has been ranked except Auburn. Jason would think that it's like the entire SEC good at volleyball except Auburn. Uh, Auburn just has the third toughest schedule in the country. Oh. Okay. They now do have I'm... a very tough schedule. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize until yesterday they only won one set so far this season. So you... that's... Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that is the definition of a tough scene. Technically, could it be worse? Sure, they could win none, but uh, it's close. It is definitely close, but they'll get a big win tonight. Uh, I, I am sure of it. They're on the network, bright lights, everything. Wednesday night volleyball. There's no better time for volleyball than Wednesday night. I want you guys to know that. So, on the show today, opening up with the NBA news and the draft is tonight as well. 
some Major League Baseball news and then heading over to college football and the NFL. But first, I want to open up with something that I personally experienced only a couple of hours ago. Alright, so late last night, I popped some pills. Not pills, melatonin. I don't want to... Yeah, melatonin. I don't don't want you to think that I'm a drug addict or something like that. But I popped some melatonin. (laughs) Yeah. I popped some melatonin and uh, I went to sleep. And I woke up at like 4 a.m. Eastern time. So 3 3 Central Year time. And I decided, all right, let me clean up everything for the show today. So I went and I did the rundown. I changed all the games. Yada, yada. Obviously because I need something on the background to keep my attention going. I turn on the TV and I watch two different things. I watch Korean baseball. They're in their World Series, the Korean series right now. I watch about 10 minutes of that. But then my eyes turn to National League Rugby that was going on. All right. And let me tell you something. I saw things that I did not think I would see at 4.30 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Okay. I saw somebody get their pants pulled down. I saw everything. It was... It was these are, these are not for kids. So do not do not do not watch this for your children. I want you to I want you to know this. I saw somebody get a bloody nose. I saw somebody get their pants pulled down. I saw things I wasn't supposed to see. So Fox Sports One, I don't know what's going on, but keep it up. You're doing an amazing job. Uh so that's that's what I went through. Queensland won, by the way. If you want to know. And every time they scored, they had like flames come up from the crowd. It was amazing. And I figured out how rugby works in like twenty minutes. So, if you need any rugby insight, I'm your guy. Jerry, you should watch Finnish baseball and try to figure that out. That doesn't seem like an actual thing. It is. I, I was watching a video about it. It's like, there's just like really different because one time some Americans went over there and taught them baseball, but before they could finish teaching it, they left. So, they just taught themselves the rest. And it's like off the wall. It's not like college classes. It is crazy. <laughs> like, if you hit it far enough, it's like, it's weird. You can't just leave that up in the air. What happens if you hit it far enough? Well, you get like a home run. You don't have to go out the park. If you hit it far enough, it's it's. Crazy. Are, you, are you saying are you saying there's no walls? Did no. You just play an open field I'll send or you a video later. I'll send you a video later. It's I don't crazy. Know. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but yes, National League Rugby, Korean baseball, it's amazing. Uh, let's go over to the NBA. A lot of things happen in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, some of it pertains to the Bucks. Some of it yeah! pertains to. The Suns. I'll start with the Suns first. Chris also, Paul. the Warriors and Bulls are in the headlines right now about Wendell Carter. I know. I, I saw. And there's a lot of NBA news moving around right now. I guess the biggest ones was first, the Suns getting CP3 from the Thunder. So the 10 time All Star moving over to Phoenix. He's just, I guess he just in the journeyman part of his career now because he's just all over the place. Uh, the Bucks made some big money moves. As they got Drew Holiday, and then on top of that, uh, they got uh, Bogdanovich, correct? John Bogdanovich, yes. From the from the Kings in a trade, a sign and trade with the Kings. The Rockets are still currently imploding. The ship is going down. It's like the Titanic at this <laughs> point. They've hit the iceberg. We just don't know how long it's going to take, and uh, how many lifeboats there are. But it looks like Westbrook and Harden will be on their way out. However, the Rockets did say that they are uh, not going to just give them away for nothing. That they'll even start the season with them if they need to. But uh, they're going to get the right price. So, the Thunder getting all the Rockets' first-round picks is looking rather genius right now because even if the Clippers and 
you know, other teams that have their first round picks are good. They're still, I mean, I feel like if the Rockets do really blow it up, they're going to be a top 15 pick every year that the Thunder had that pick. So, oh, of course. There's a, no, you go ahead, Jared. No, you go ahead. There's a conspiracy about the, the Ooh, Thunder conspiracy. trade, by the way. Well, it's a conspiracy. I'm all in. I'm already it's in. It's that they've already had it planned for months now. Because on Snapchat, they posted on their story. I saw a TikTok about this. They posted for, like, welcoming Ricky Rubio, like, welcome Ricky Rubio and uh, Kelly Oubre and, like, in their new Thunder uniforms. And it said two months ago from camera roll for each of the pictures. That could have been edited. I don't yeah. think it was, Jared. If, Jared, if Jared's not immediately bought into it, then it's edited. Yeah. If I didn't buy into it. I'll do my own investigation right now, then. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Davis. You go right ahead. Also, am I the only one that thinks the Chris Paul trade for the Suns was a bad trade? Two months ago. It's real. No. That, could be, that could be edited, bro. It. Uh, uh, <laughs> Look, e- even I could do that on Photoshop. I'm on Snapchat. Davis is Davis is like here's a picture of Giannis in a Heat jersey. It's real. He's on the Heat. No, Davis. Not even close to the same. It's literally on Snapchat. It's two months ago from camera roll. Now, did you get that from their actual Snapchat? Yes, I'm or on the, their or, Snapchat. Or the, or the from a video that somebody posted. I'm actually on their Snapchat right now. You can okay, look it up that... yourself. Look up OKC Thunder. Alex trying to get on my back about Giannis says he's in a Heat uniform. I don't think Alex sounds like that, but I like it. I definitely don't. Look, you can look up Thunder, and it's two months ago from Camerol for all of them. Ty Jerome, Kelly Oubre, and every single one of them. They've had this plan. Got dribbled. Yeah. I mean. Well, I lost my phone, so we're going to have to wait for that one. That's alrighty then. Don't uh, sleep on Jalen LeCue, though. He's going to pop off at the Thunder. So, CP th- uh, CP3 to the Suns. I mean, is it a bad trade? I mean. Yes. No. I think it's a bad trade. I don't think so. I mean, okay, look. So. I have my opinion on it, but I'll let you go first. So CP3 is 35 years old, right? I think it's safe to say he'll retire by the time he's 40, right? I mean, that's that's a safe bet. I don't think he's going to play past that. What? That's a safe bet. Sure, yeah. Okay, so will the Suns win an NBA championship in five years? Unless they don't necessarily have to win the NBA championship to have success. Unless shut up, Alexa. Unless shut up, Alexa. Unless shut up, Alexa. You're saying shut up, Alexa. (laughs) You're saying again. Unless 2020 Part Two Electric Boogaloo happens, and no, the Suns are not winning uh, NBA. Okay, so the Suns are not going to win a championship with with Chris Paul there. So five years from now, Chris Paul is gone, retired. Devin Booker's in the prime of his career, 29 years old. He's only 24. He just turned 24 in October, actually. So then what is what is the point of it? Because you trade away Ricky Rubio, who had the best uh, or one of the best shooting seasons of his career with the Suns last year. He's only 30 years old. Again, Ricky Rubio is not Chris Paul, but he's only 30, and he'll probably play a little bit longer. And then you trade away Kelly Oubre Jr., who is coming off the best season of his career by far and is only 24, going to be 25 years old this December. So really, is it worth it if you're not going to win a championship? Chris it doesn't. Pa- you don't necessarily have to win a championship. Chris Paul, I mean, Chris but, Paul brings something that yes. stats don't show. He makes you win more games. And by, and by that, you win more games. More people want to come to your team. 
Well, Does he really I have gonna, that? I was going to say that. He brought that, the uh, Thunder to the seventh seed or the sixth that's seed. That's true, but let's not forget. No, that no, no, no. Had... It, it, he can do it with the Suns. They have a good team, and they just needed that point guard, and now they have it. Ricky Rubio was good, but he was not that leader role that they needed. That's, that is true. However, I mean, the Suns were already on their way to being a seventh or a sixth seed as it was. DeAndre Ayton But they weren't. But they weren't. Chris Paul turned that Thunder team around in one season. So wait, you're telling me the Suns were not going to be a seventh or eighth seed in a year or two? In a year? No, I'm not. I'm not saying they would be in a year or two, but they, but they could be now this year, because they, they have Chris been Paul. This year anyway, let's not forget DeAndre Ayton did not play half of last season. But now they might even be a better team than they would be with Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio were good, but they weren't going to get them. They were not going to be the pieces to get them into the, like far in the playoffs. Chris you Paul know, does. Mean, I, Chris Paul brings I, in a precedent level of leadership to the my Suns. My point. My point is, is that e- even if okay, so you say that Rubio and Kelly Virginia were not the people to get them far in the playoffs. I mean, I still don't think the Suns are going to ever make it past the first round. Look, if George Hill's replaceable for the Bucks, then Ricky Rubio is very replaceable for the Suns. The point, the, the, the point really was more Kelly Oubre Jr. Because, again, he's only 25, and he had the best season of his career, and he's gotten better even, every I year. I mean, Kelly Oubre's good, but even then, he's not he's not the person. He's a role player. He's not the person that you want to focus your team around. It's not about focusing the team around. The focus is obviously – I'm just that- saying you can replace Kelly Oubre. I'm not saying, like, he's your star player. I'm just saying – I'm saying he's not your star player. It's okay to have traded him. I, I like mean, Kelly Oubre. He's good for their team. But you can, you, can, you can bring up – Mikhail Bridges can get more minutes. In his place, I mean, okay. I, I, I think that there was an opportunity there to build a team around Devin Booker to be good in four years, and not because the Chris Paul move is like a win now move, but they're not going to win now. That I'm also saying, if they don't win now, then they're going to get better, and they'll be a better free agent spot. I don't know. It's a little more nuanced than win now. But Same the, thing the, with the, the Giannis situation. The Suns were nowhere near win now. So, I mean, it was it was pretty much what can we do to get better now to set up a situation where uh, we'll be better off in the future. And having Chris Paul in a leadership position and hopefully attracting a little bit more free agency around him, having a, a decent pick in the draft, and all these young players who will be mentored by Chris Paul now should benefit the Suns in the long run. I say should. You never know these days. Yeah, you saw what you saw what Chris Paul did with the Thunder, and the Suns are a better core than the Thunder. You, one could say. I mean, the Thunder. I mean, we made fun of the Thunder. I, I, not we, but the general consensus of the Thunder before the season began was who would this you know bunch of quilted together players on this team, and then they got to the playoffs. Well, yeah, but with the Thunder, the situation was also different, where Chris Paul could take over and be that guy on the team. This team, I mean. If it comes down to any moment in the game, do you want the ball in Chris Paul's hands over Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton for that matter? I don't think Chris Paul really cares uh, as long as he gets yeah. to win. No, I'm not saying he cares. I'm saying that the reason the Thunder worked is because it was really and good. it's good. It's good to have more than one player that you can def- defer to. That's true. I'm saying, but I'm saying the reason the Thunder worked is because it really was a system of role players surrounding him, and that's why I, it worked. Is that why it worked though? I think that's part of the reason it ended up working. I think. Um, Shay Gildas Alexander is not really a role player. Steven Adams not really a role player. Danilo Gallinari is not really a role player. You just called Kelly Oubre Jr. a role player. If he's a role player, Shay Gildas Alexander is also. I just a role said player. you could call him a role player. 
then you could call Shea Gilgis Alexander a role player. We can you call should. the whole Thunder organization role players. It doesn't why, really change the fact of what happened. Gilgis-Alexander is better than Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre Jr. had 20 points a game last year on 48% shooting. Kiki Vander, we had 30 points a game one year. Points don't matter to me. Points don't matter. I could go out there and with the right system, I'm not saying me, just a random player can go out there and drop 20, 15 a game. Just because you, you said yourself, points aren't the best indicator of a star player. I, uh, but I mean, in difference between a role player versus one that isn't, I think Kelly Virginia. Shea Gill just scored 15. Okay. So and, one is a role player and one is not. Well, you're talking about the whole team being working together as like a passing it around. He's obviously not going to score 20. Kelly Oubre and Devin Booker were like the two main scores on the team. Are you two done yet? Possibly. Alex is just saying crazy stuff. I want to move to the Bucks at some point. Oh, boy. Alex, if you get started on the, something crazy on the Bucks, then I'll really tear you a new one. I mean, I mean, if Giannis uh, leaves, that's the worst trade of the last 10 years, but that's a whole separate debate for another time. Well, well, the the thought was, will the Bucks go all in to build a team around Giannis and keep him there? It looks like they're going all in because they got Drew Holiday. They got uh, uh, a sign-in trade with the Kings for Bogdanovich. It looks like they're going all in. Uh, rest in peace to um, Eric Bledsoe as he's on his way to the – wait, is he going to the Kings or which, which team is he going to? Pelicans. Pelicans. Rest in peace, Eric Bledsoe. Dante DiVincizno is going to the Kings. Which uh, the, 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 the vibe I got from a lot of Bucks fans, at least on social media, is that that one hurt them the most. That one did hurt. Dante DiVincizno is one of the better young players we had. Uh, but the Bucks are going all in, which I think at the end of the day, that's all Bucks fans wanted was we're gonna try. Uh, now, Davis, you did bring up a very good point that the Bucks have currently, yes, seven players on their roster, I believe, mm-hmm. and they're already at the cap space or near it. They're nearing it, so not great cap situation. But well, Giannis has bird rights if he resigns, so there's that. So uh, hopefully, the Bucks are able to find some good. Uh, <laughs> they can find something out there. For there are see. some decent players out there you could get for cheap. Patty Mills is out there. Jeff Green, uh, Avery Bradley might be able to be lured away. Maybe Rajon Rondo. I doubt him though. I mean, there's some good players you can snag. We still have Robin Lopez and Wesley Matthews. We can bring back on maybe potentially cheaper contracts. Wesley Matthews is probably going to be hard because the Lakers are gunning for him right now. I mean, I, I think it's possible. It's just our bench isn't going to be near as good as it was last year. We saw we can bring my Pat Connaughton as well. I feel like he'll come back for cheap. Uh, well, this is uh, this is the, this is do or die for the Bucks at this point. It's probably the best team we've had in a while on paper. Well, here's hoping. I feel Here. like I feel like it's not going to work unless uh, Budenholzer makes an adjustment to his mindset per se. I feel like he will after these. I'm saying he I think he will and I think he should I'm saying but if he doesn't I think that's the issue because I remember in the playoffs starters were getting 35 minutes a game which at this point when your starters are that by comparison to your bench which is significantly lacking now I mean at this point play play your starters 40 minutes a game why don't you we also hired two new assistant coaches as well who needs a bench when you have the the starting lineup that the Bucks have just play them for 48 minutes and call well, it a Well, Bojan might be coming off the bench. 
Like, I could see that happen everyone for a good bit of the season. I doubt he will, though. Either way, the Bucks are going all in as the Rockets continue to go on a downward trend. Just think the Rockets, I mean, look, I know it's frustrating to get to a certain point in the playoffs every year and keep losing, especially in the West, because the West is tough. But man, did they blow it up for what looks like at this point to be no apparent reason. I mean, yikes. I mean, that, that franchise got set back so many years now. And, I mean, hopefully from these trades, I don't know, maybe they can come up with the OKC situation where they get a lot of these, you know, guys on the team and they can patch something together. But, man, it's not looking good for the Rockets right now. I mean, they very much did what I was mentioning earlier with the Suns where they were like, all right, are we going to win right now? And then they were like, no, we're not. So they just decided to immediately implode it, which that may have been a worse idea because there may be even a chance to win now, but they – messed it up on the way so now they're like all right we backed ourselves into a corner time to just blow it up times 30. well is that their fault or i thought i thought russell westbrook and james harden just like now we want out because i mean at that point you can't really do much as an organization it it looked as though that they were going to try to retool the team around them make a couple of changes but the moment they fought they fired uh morley who went over to the sixers or wherever he went to these days he said the sixers yeah uh, they went it out because they didn't feel the franchise was stable enough. So the Rockets made too many changes that uh, their superstar started feeling a little bit uncomfortable, and they said, "All right, we want out because this doesn't look good." The writing on the wall situation, you know. James Harden's calling cap though. He says not true. It. No. He posts on his story where he takes off a bottle cap and he fo- zooms in on it. Okay, well, this is no cap. He's saying he no called cap. cap. He's well, saying no cap. Or he can say, or he zoomed in on the cap, bro. But, but he removed the cap. That's true. But you couldn't, they could just think he was focused on the water if he kept the cap on. All right. Can we stop focusing on the cap at this point? The duality of it, what it can mean. The duality of uh, man, something, something, yes. something. Look, point being is that these two guys are probably going to be leaving at some point. Um,. Whether that's the start of the season, what trades can be finalized? What after the draft? That's when all these things are actually going through. Uh, so just keep that in mind. That I don't know if uh, something's gonna big happen today, but maybe something down the line will happen with these two. Uh, I do know that. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. I'm looking up here. I didn't write it down. But the Hawks were were discussed in a trade as well, but I can't remember what it was. It was with somebody, uh, to get I somebody. Was, I think it was the um, uh, the guy, the last guy that the Bucks traded for, Bogdanovich. Yes, but there was really no chance because the the Bucks were able to say, "Well, you get to play with Giannis," and that was enough. I'm trying to. The the Hawks were involved in something. I'm They're trying to, trying to get out. Gordon Hayward right now. That's what it was. It was Gordon Hayward from the Celtics. Also, thought, the Celtics was interesting. The Celtics offered Gordon Hayward three first round picks for Drew Holiday. So there's that. Uh, it says the Atlanta Hawks are in play to acquire Boston Celtics for Gordon Hayward, according to Yahoo sources. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't really like that. I don't either. I guess it really depends on what Atlanta gives up. You know, only what only a few people are untouchable in Atlanta. Trey Young being the best one. Trey Young in that sloth that he has around his waist now that I saw in a commercial. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Is that a sloth? It's for a commercial for a movie, but the sloth no, looks pretty yeah. cool. So, I mean, if he's dropping triple doubles with a sloth on his side, I mean, sign the sloth too. I, I will. I will say if the Hawks do get Gordon Hayward and they stay healthy, I think they're a playoff team. Uh, it says also that the Hawks are expected to receive significant or the Hawks are expected to go in on Rajon Rondo as well. Ew. So I found that that an odd interest on their part. See, I'm kind of afraid the Hawks are going to do some dumb moves just to try and make the playoffs this year. How did the Hawks only win 20 games last year? Well, first thing first to happen in the beginning of the season, one of their players got popped. That didn't help. Oh, right, John Collins, right? John Collins got popped for, what, 25 games, so that didn't help. And then I think Trey Young ended up getting sidelined for a little bit with an injury. Uh, Wait, don't they have Clint Capella? Yes, they do. Did he just not play last year? I think they traded for mid-season. Yeah, because you so, didn't appear to have any. It was like it. Was, the Hawks were like in the same situation as. Let's see if I can give a good comparison. The Hawks were always look like they were one step away from getting back in the groove of it, and then something happened, and then that's kind of how the season went Let's for see. the Hawks and in, in general. Uh, so I think they're they're a decent team, and really, I mean, excited thing that the draft happens tonight because. Uh, people are wondering where the Hawks are are going to go in the draft. Who's going to be paired with Trey Young with their lottery pick, or do they move back in the lottery? Nobody really knows. Or uh, uh, want Isaac? They're not going to, but they should take him. And then on they, top of that, uh, we do have the news uh, from Bleacher Report about thirty minutes ago that the Warriors have discussed moving back from two to four with the Bulls, and the Bulls will be giving them the fourth pick and Wendell Carter Jr. And I got to assume the Bulls are moving up because either they really want James Wiseman, who the Warriors are, who have been projected to go into the Warriors for a long time, or maybe they really want to go in on LaMelo Ball. Who knows? They can't but, even get Avija. They might even go after him or something. Well, it looked like, according to the, the draft, uh, the mock drafts that I look at, is that Avija was going to fall to them anyway. Now, you never know how things on the inside goes, but uh, it's kind of the, 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 the top four kind of shook up a little bit when Lamella fell back to three to the Hornets, so I don't really know. But speaking of the NBA draft, it is tonight at, what is it? 7 Eastern. 7 six Eastern, Central. Six, 6 Central? Oh, that sucks. Did I'm pretty sure yeah, that's probably when cover starts. Okay. You probably don't want to watch it at that time. Did you also well, see what Anthony Edwards said in an interview? Yes. What did he say? Did, Jacob? Oh what yeah. What did he say? All right, so I'll, I'll read it off. I got I got the uh the whole the whole thing right up here. So he says at the beginning he says to be honest I can't watch basketball. Fair. And he retells the story about the first time he dunked and how it signaled him that he was talented and could accomplish something he might not have been able to in football, which was his first love. And he said that's all I needed to see. I'm still not really into it. I love basketball, yeah. 
It's what I do. He's not entirely convincing. He says if you were drafted by the NFL tomorrow, he'd let basketball go because you can do anything on the field. You can spike the ball. You can dance. You can do all type of disrespectful stuff. In the NBA, you can't do any of that. You'll get fined. And he then goes on to say that he's an aspiring rapper. He already recorded a few tracks with his older brother. So like Damian Lillard question mark, but I can really, I really can rap. Dame talking about, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm rapping like Lil Baby. That's what he said. That's the whole quote. The yeah. whole interview. All right, Alex, you, you read you read that on the website, right? Um, I read. I want I mean, you to I want you to look in that URL link. Did this say the onion on it? First of all, no. it's from Twitter, so it's even worse because they followed up uh, two weeks later, and it was it was because this was a I think it was a while back, but he followed it up during the NBA Finals, and then he changed his tune where. He was hoping that the Lakers would sweep so that the NBA draft would happen quicker because he wants to get it over with. But he was saying it in a way just because he's nervous and stuff. Like, his agent saw what he said and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> this guy's going to be a trip, isn't he? And he hated Dame Lillard's rapping. I already felt like I was going crazy not being sold on Anthony Edwards already. And now the fact that he doesn't even seem to like basketball that much. Hey, I don't like basketball, but I'll be drafted first overall. I mean, well, I mean yeah, what's but... What's the worst that could happen? Jared, if you if you didn't like basketball as much as she did, and, and playing 82 games a year is probably not the most ideal. Hey, when you make money, does it matter at that point? I was going to say. I mean, everybody hates her 9-to-5 desk job, but if it makes good money... For a lot of people, people think that, but I think something we've learned in the past few years is that Athletes are not immune to having, you know, issues with their career no matter how much money they make. They're not immune to, you know, having issues in life anyway. That's, well, that's what that's what in golf, that's what Brooks Kepka acts like. It's like he just doesn't care about golf and he never practices and stuff, but honestly, I don't think it's true. I think he's uh playing up that it's his brand. That personality. Yeah. And he just seems like a meathead. And I think Anthony Edwards might be kind of doing that, where he's got that person that's like, man, this guy's so good at basketball, but he doesn't even like it. But he's he's edgy, okay? Yeah, it's gonna it sell. It's gonna sell like hotcakes. Uh, so speaking of that mock draft, Anthony Edwards is projected to go number one. This is via ESPN's. Uh, I'm sorry, let me get his exact name. ESPN Jonathan Givening, I believe. Uh, as they get ready for the mock draft, Anthony Edwards number one to the Wolves. That changed maybe a couple of weeks ago, as Lamelo kind of fell backwards. I think Anthony Edwards is kind of the the better full package, and the Wolves really do like him. CBS Sports disagrees. What does CBS Sports say? They have Lamelo first. This is an hour ago. Oh uh, well, I don't agree with that personally. Our... I, don't think, I don't think this draft class is that deep, honestly. Oh, no, well, compared what, what everybody has been saying, at least the consensus is that it's not that it's not that amazing. Yeah, it's not great. It's the only reason that a core is a lottery pick, and that's not a knock on a core. It's just he hasn't been able to show enough. But that's my opinion on it. The next uh, trade, James Wiseman has been talking about going to the Warriors from everybody for the past since the Warriors got the number two pick. So that seems like it may be a lock. What, Alex? The Knicks, the Knicks just traded the number twenty-seventh and number thirty-eight picks to to move up to take the Jazz number twenty-three pick. They now have the eighth and twenty-third picks in the draft. 
So. Let's see. So how will the Knicks mess this up somehow? That is that. Is, yeah, but I say that's the transition. But I just wanted to read that up because I just saw it. Uh, let's see. Well, the Knicks in this mock draft are projected to take Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. Okay, that's a good pick. Well, so, that's just guessing what the Knicks are thinking. That's, that's true. true. But if they do get him, that'd be a good pick for him. I like that. Dylan is the worst owner in sports. So, and you know he's probably thinking something smart right now, but he's gonna just completely screw it up by tomorrow or tonight. Uh, so staying with this mock draft and Davis, the CBS one may say something different, but uh, number three, Lamelo Ball to the Hornets. Number four, Advija to the Bulls, and five, Obi Toppin, who's you know been talked about a lot from Dayton to the Cavs. Now, if we get outside of that, that's going to uh, kind of the, the big ones that we're worried about, which are the Hawks, Mavericks, and where Okoro is going. Number six, Atlanta Hawks. And this one, uh, Okongu from USC, I believe. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hawks would be getting him. Okoro, I've not seen any mock draft where Okoro is going anywhere other than the Wizards. Yeah. This one has him going to the Pistons. Oh, okay. Well, I'd rather the the Wizards than the Pistons. Speaking of the Wizards, there was a small little rumor about a Russell Westbrook John Wall trade from the Rockets to the Wizards, but I don't know how much water that has. John Wall was also he's apparently confused why they're building a team around Bradley Beal, but I mean he did slip in his own house and tear his Achilles. So I don't know what they expect. I'm about to say he hasn't played like more than ten games in two years. The John Wall I don't, situation I don't know what he so wants sad. him to do. <laughs> is he supposed to, is he supposed to play this year? Yes, he's finally back, barring any bizarre I don't, injury. I don't believe that. Slipping on water in his home. I don't believe that. Until John Wall is back on that court, I don't believe it. Do you think what What do you think he was Let's thinking when he when he like tore his Achilles in his home? Do you think he was like, well, right. one one percent of time when he tore the Achilles in his home? What do you think he was thinking? Like, what went, what went through his mind? I assume he laid there on the kitchen floor for about 10 minutes just wondering what he's going to do next. He's like, I should have wiped with that <laughs> water. <laughs> I mean... He last played a game on December 26th of 2018. Jeez. Well, Merry Christmas, That's I guess. Insane. And he got hurt that game. No, uh, no, I, oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Let's see. Other notable players in this mock draft. Number 13. Kira Lewis Jr. from Alabama going to the Pelicans. He is trending up like crazy. He really is. I saw, I saw like last week that I guess he, like the Mavericks tried to wanted to trade up for him, and then he just shot up near that top twelve spot. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, anybody else? Not really. I mean, the Mavericks, obviously, they're going after a foreign player, it looks like. But apparently, the Mavericks are also talking about trading the 18th pick to the Clippers for Lou Williams and some other things. So, I'll be keeping that uh, in mind. I don't know if this mock draft goes into the second round. Oh, it does go into the second round. Uh, Let's see. Second round, Mavericks, who have the first pick in the second round. Robert Woodard II from Mississippi State. I really don't remember him at all. I'm trying to see if there's any Auburn players that... Uh... I don't think you're going to see any Auburn players in the hey, second round. Look, a, a man can dream. 
a man. Wildly and Dowdy have, have the slimmest of chances, but I don't think without a real combine and real interviews, they're going to be able to get picked. They'll get picked in the G yeah. League, but. They, they're going to go the Bryce and Jared route at this point. Yeah, I don't see I don't see any Auburn players on here. I do see the Hawks with the 50th pick. Kenyon Martin Jr. from IMG Academy. I really can't tell you much about okay. him at all. But, yeah, those are kind of the big ones right there. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it for the NBA draft. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Sometimes there's some surprises. Sometimes they're just duds. And, hey, look on the bright side. We get to see the Knicks screw up again. That's always fun. That'll be good. So, going on to some quick baseball news. The biggest one being Theo Epstein stepping down from the Cubs after nine seasons. As the Cubs are... Can you explain why he did that? Well, from what I've understood is that he has this mindset of not being there or not being in one position for more than a decade. So it kind of seemed like he was on his way out eventually anyway. That's uh, weird. He, he said it a couple of years ago in a press conference, you know. Yeah. I don't want to be in one position too long. So apparently this was going to happen either way. But he stepped away. He said he doesn't imagine himself getting back into baseball somewhere. Where that is, nobody really knows. But... I mean, the way the Cubs worked, any team would be lucky to have them at that point. I mean, heck, I'd take them from the Cardinals because they don't know what they're doing right now, to be fair enough. Uh, Bellinger and Clevenger, which go together at this point, uh, both had shoulder surgeries. Clevenger got re-signed by the Padres. He had shoulder, shoulder surgery. And Bellinger, who famously popped out his shoulder uh, out of cuff uh, during the World Series, uh, also had shoulder surgery. That's pretty much all the baseball news that I have. Unless you really want to go really in-depth on the Korean Baseball League. I, I'm not exactly planning on it. Well, I'll do a deep dive, Jared. I, was well, say, I would almost love to hear about the Korean Baseball League. I watched 10 minutes and I saw a home run. That's pretty much it. Wow. That, that was a deep dive. How, how, was, what, how um, crazy was the bat flip? Uh, there wasn't really even a bat flip, to be quite honest. That's disappointing. He, he kind of just, he swung that thing. Like, he went down to his knee to, swing, uh, to get that one up into the stands. But other than that, I mean, it was, it was normal baseball. Uh, they had, I, I, I half expected that when I turned it on, that the commentators wouldn't be speaking English, but I, I guess ESPN put uh, English broadcasters somewhere. Not there, but probably in the studio to cover the game. Because the game was on ESPN, was, was too. Was it not Tom Hart? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who it was, to be quite honest. He's been doing a lot of Korean baseball, so. Uh, the game was on at on ESPN, two. It started at 425 a.m. And uh, I don't even know who won the game, to be quite honest. But I, I, I believe the Dinos were leading 3-1 to one on that home run. Uh, the on Bears won. Did they? 5-4. to four. Oh, dang. So that means, wait, no, hold up. I maybe got it backwards. Is the series one one now? Yes. Okay, so the Bears were leading three to one, I believe, and then they end up winning. Because whoever was winning the series was losing that game at that point. Look, the point is, make you wake up early in the morning for some uh for the Korean league, uh the Korean series. Okay, just do that. 
If you want some more baseball, there it is. That's pretty much all the baseball that I had. Going on to college football news. Trevor Lawrence is back for Clemson. He says that he feels just as good as he did when he uh, before he got the virus. So that's good news for Clemson. Uh, the South Carolina fallout's continuing to happen after Muschamp was fired after five seasons, going 28 and 30. Uh, multiple South Carolina players have opted out of the season and have declared for the NBA NBA draft, the NFL draft. And uh, they're getting ready for that. So South Carolina is having a, not, not a mass exodus, but they're definitely uh, not having the best of times right now. They're going to finish the year 2-8, and eight, and Auburn will be one of those wins. Well, you hate to see it, don't you? Yes, actually. Look, look on the bright side. You know, I was looking at college football, and uh, I ended up looking at the, the standings. I also want to mention that there there are still a couple of uh, canceled and postponed games. I believe there's there's one postponed game uh, yesterday between Ohio and Miami, and then on Saturday or excuse me on Friday UAB's game against UTEP got canceled as well. Ole Miss and A and M postponed. Arizona State and Colorado is canceled. Uh, Wake Forest, Duke, and Charlotte Marshall are also postponed. Uh, Yale Monroe, Louisiana, Te- Louisiana Tech is canceled, and Georgia Tech Miami is postponed. So the number of games that are being postponed and canceled is starting to rise again this week. So keep that in mind as uh, this week goes along. That some games that we'll be picking probably get postponed again. So yeah, not hopefully, great. hopefully that'll change in the next few weeks whenever everyone recovers from all the Halloween parties they went to. That's true. That's true. But then there's Thanksgiving, so I don't, I don't know how that. I don't know how Thanksgiving mixes in with everything. Mm. I assume the players won't be going home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, you have Thanksgiving Thursday and you have a game on Saturday. I don't think I don't think they ever go home for Thanksgiving. Uh, if there was ever a time that I was glad, at least from a sports perspective, that players were not able to see their families, I guess this is it. That's yeah. kind of sad when you think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but bowl season is going to be chaos. Bowl season is going to be something. Because I bet they will be able to go home. Well, I don't know with the season ending so late. And I mean, I do know, I do know that is it today that the college ball playoff committee is meeting today, discussing whether or not to push back, uh, releasing the top twenty-five because of Larry Scott in the Pac-12 saying we need more time. I have no idea, but I need that, to, sounds, that sounds like something that would be happening. I need to uh, double-check that. But yes, pretty much the, the story was that uh, they were really... The Pac-12 was trying to push back... Uh, when they would meet. So here we go. Here it is. The college football playoff management committee will meet tomorrow afternoon where sources say they'll be formally discussing delaying the 2021 event at the request of Patrick commissioner, Larry Scott. So this is actually, this is the event, not, not, yeah, not the, not, not the, the rankings. rankings. Yeah, no, that makes sense because they are having so many cancellations and they like the big 10, they 
they're canceling them. They're not rescheduling like the SEC or ACC has. So, and you know that's that's their fault because they waited so long to play, and they didn't really fill anything in to allow them. And I don't think Pac-12 had a, any wiggle room, whereas the the Big Ten did. So that's I what know. I was thinking. I thought it was very odd how everybody's solution to the COVID season was let's wait longer and hope it all goes away. But now it is just giving them less room to, you know, cancel and postpone games. Well, like, the, the Pac-12, the, I was saying the Pac-12 was just doing what the Big Ten did. Literally, that's all they did. And then the Big Ten doesn't care what the Pac-12 does. So it's not like they're telling them what they're going to do. So when the Big Ten said, hey, we're playing, the Pac-12 was like, well, crap, we have to play now. And they yeah. it took them a week. <laughs> it's out. like when the Big Ten said we're not going to play and the Pac-12 like literally like maybe 12 literally hours later was at, like not even <laughs> not even 12 hours I remember that because I remember that day I thought that was going to be the because I thought all Power 5 uh, conferences were going to do it because I thought it was going to be comparable to the Rudy Gobert day uh, but yes. it wasn't ground zero Pac-12 doesn't even feel like a Power 5 conference like they don't act like one their conference champion is routinely like eight and four. When was the last time they had a playoff team? 2016. Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. Was it? Was that was Oregon 2016? No, that was Washington. Washington. Browning. Oh. And then they got. Well, they got yeah. obliterated. That's probably why I don't remember them. Actually, the game was actually a lot closer than uh, the score. Yeah. What but was was, was that? Washington, Alabama. Yep. 24 yeah. to seven. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, they just, they don't act like one and they don't, they just like, I mean, like really like what is, what is like keeping that conference power five? The fact that people have been waiting for USC to not be bad forever. Other other sports to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, they're a powerhouse in baseball. You don't mess with, you don't mess with Pac-12 schools in baseball. Like, you know, cause you know, you look at the big 10 and even like, you know, Routinely lower level teams like Iowa are still better than half the Pac-12. It's different. That's the Iowa football. It's I know. Di- it's, just, it's just a different breed. They just built different, you know. They just built different than Iowa. I know, Jared. I know. By the way, the Ringer says that Michael Jordan has given the quote stamp of approval for the Hornets to draft Lamelo Ball. It's confirmed that Lamelo's a bum. If if it's okay for the Hornets to draft. <laughs> Uh, and so, just so you know, that CBS 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central game that's usually SEC that had A&M in there, hey, no longer an SEC game this week. You know why? Because you're going to be watching San Diego State at Nevada. Ugh. Hey, that's a good game. Uh, Stay tuned. No, no it's probably not going to be that great of a game. But, hey, it's football. So... Just be glad that it's still happening, I guess, at this point. Here, here's an interesting thought. The next uh, drafting vote or trading for those picks, Jake uh, Wayne Garden of StockRisers.com, just uh, speculating here, but he said the next two use both picks and move into the first five selections and pick maybe Auburn's Isaac Okoro. Tom Thibodeau has reportedly loved him throughout the process. And Okoro told me, or told him in 2018, that he's the best you know, defender of the country. That's kind of what Divido would love. So, but what does Dolan? Something. What does Dolan think? Yeah, that's a good question. 
Are they is, are the Knicks really about to ruin Isaac? I don't know. No, because they hit, he has Jared Harper too. So Jared Harper and Isaac Okoro will bring the Knicks to the promised land. And then they trade for Bryce Brown in the G League. Is that what you're what, saying? The ninth seed. Hey. If oh, they do that, to, did, if they if next year they're the ninth seed because they draft Isaac Okoro, Isaac Okoro will be an MVP one day. Oh, that'd be in like four. That'd be like four years. I did forget. Okay. I don't on, know. on on the NBA side, the play-in scenario and how they're going to release the schedule. So the NBA is releasing the schedule in two parts. Uh, they're releasing the first part from what December to I believe wherever All Star break is at, which I think is in like March. I want to say. And then the second half from March to May, where the season ends. And then they have, they did uh, agree to a one-year deal for the playing games. So this is how the playing games work. So if you are a uh, 7 and 8 seed, you get to play a game. And if you're a 9 and 10 seed, you also play a game. So if you're a 7 and 8 seed and you win, you advance into the playoffs. That 7-8 seed that loses place the winner of the 9 and 10 seed that wins. So if you're the 8 seed and you lose to the 7 seed, you do get another chance to play into the playoffs uh, by beating that 9-10 seed. Uh, so if you are the 9-10 seed, you got to win two games to get in. That's just kind of how that works. And that's for both conferences. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a little bit better. So theoretically, you have 20 teams eligible for the playoffs for this year upcoming. So the Knicks... They can slide into that, to that ten seed. Don't count them out. Uh oh. You know, watch out. Ten seed. <laughs> and uh, some other news. Uh, Abu Chimo Kiki uh, signed a four-year, fifty-million-dollar deal with the Magic. So good for him. Hopefully, we get to see him soon in a Magic uniform. Back over to college football. Uh, I can't remember where I was at with college football. Oh, yeah, it's a CBS game. It's going to be a game that nobody really cares about, at least on this side of the planet. But That's going to be fun. But, disrespectful, Jared. You're disrespectful. Hey, unless it's Texas State, I don't care. But, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all the college football news that I have. It's making fun of Will Muschamp, yada, yada. That's... That's pretty much all I got for them. Muschamp needs to just go be a, a defensive coordinator at some place for like five years. And just stay there. He's clearly good at that. I don't know why he, or I don't know why teams keep trying to make him the head coach. Like it's not how that works. Well, I don't think that's gonna happen again anytime soon. I mean, I hope not. But you know, crazy it's things not. have happened. No. Probably Weiss got hired at Kansas, so you know. Crazy. Well, well, here's the thing: no one's getting fired. I don't think any. The coach has to be really freaking bad. To well, get I mean, fired I, this year. I don't. I don't think it has to even be that. I think it really just has to be. I mean, what's stopping, say, the worst team in the MAC from hiring him? Well, well, like I said, I don't think anyone. Just so you know, position, I don't think anyone's in a position to fire anyone this year. The worst the team in the MAC looks to be. Oh yes, that's right, Bowling Green. Yep, and Bowling Green actually is the worst defense, or one of the worst defenses in college football because they're led by Brian Van Gorder, who was the defensive coordinator of Robin in 2012. Get, and guess who their head coach is? Who's their head coach? Scott Leffler, the offensive coordinator of Auburn in 2012. Woo! Are you serious? Yeah, they no doubled way. it. No. They doubled it. Oh, there's a reason why that team's struggling. That Auburn defense yeah. was the worst in the history of the of 
Auburn University. The Auburn the offense was bad too. It was a, no, it I mean, to I the know, last play. It was took to the last play of the season for Auburn to get a one thousand yard rusher. So, oh my God. Bowling Green opened the season against Toledo, lost thirty eight to three. They Why played, do both they, those guys have jobs? They played Kent State, lost sixty two to four, uh, twenty four, and then last night against Buffalo, lost forty two to seventeen. Oh my! The reason Leffler has a job is because he went to Boston College for three years, and Austin Dillon carried him to looking like a decent coordinator. That makes Fair. sense. Well, he went three and nine with Bowling Green last year. Nice zone three. Jeez. Oh my gosh, man. Well, he had three more games to turn it around. So That's crazy. I cannot believe. I oh my gosh, it's so funny because they they literally their athletic director should just talk to Auburn fans and my, know what he was getting into. It's funny. My uh, my dad always uh or told me that Van Gorder was at Bowling Green because right after he was at or at Auburn, he you know he leaves Auburn in twenty twelve because he's awful. And then Notre, like Notre Dame, Dame. for like yeah. three years, and it was so bad. And my dad has hated him ever since. And he texts me, he's like, "Oh, guess what? He's at Bowling Green, and they allowed sixty-two points to Kent State. Oh my gosh, man!" Which I Kent State also put up sixty-nine points against Akron last night. Well, Kent State might actually be good. Dustin Crum, Heisman contender, watch out. Oh, is that the same dude that got votes last year? No, that was like a that was the guy who had who didn't play. The, the backup quarterback, I remember. Yeah, the, 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 Dustin Crum the... played. Dustin Crum <laughs> played against Auburn last year. Oh, because it because it was a Woody Barrett game, but Woody Barrett didn't really play except for like three plays. Oh, so garbage time. Uh, but I I was looking at the standings, uh, in college football, and I didn't realize kind of just how topsy turvy these standings are right now. I mean. Just taking a look at the Big 12, for example. I mean, look, I yes, I, I am the guy that pushes Iowa State to the limits. I did not realize how good a position they were in to win the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, the Big 12 is awful this year. They, 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 they had that one loss to, what, Louisiana. But, and an in-conference loss to Oklahoma State. But uh, as long as they beat Texas on the road, I believe, next week, I mean, they have a very winnable schedule and can easily finish in the top two, which gives them a uh, championship berth for the Big 12. The issue the issue just is the fact that Oklahoma State is tied with them. And, uh, you know, you'd be they're very likely going to end up getting Oklahoma State or maybe Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, which would be right. that are not ideal. That's fine. Because they're both away from home. So, you know. Look. They will bring Ames, Iowa with them for a Big 12 championship game. <laughs> you just Ames, Iowa travels for championships. You you dig up a little piece of dirt, you put it in a bag, and you bring it with you. That's how you do it. I'm not sure if that's how that works. Look, I remember when... Why would you doubt, why would you doubt the black hole of college football? Yeah. Because I... It transferring over to Arlington, Texas, doesn't seem very uh what's the word sound very well, possible is anything sound in college football this year what is anything sound in college football this year that's a good point that's a good point i mean look at the big 10 conference now if you want some conspiracies i have one for you oh no indiana <laughs> is going to try to get up playing this game against iowa state so uh, ohio state somehow indiana is going to try and what Get out of playing Ohio State this year. 
I mean, possibly. So they are the way the way standings work. If you have more wins, then you get in the Big Ten championship. I don't know how it's going to work this year. Whenever Indiana is undefeated, no house. Well, that can't happen. But whenever the game gets canceled and they're both undefeated, because I mean, Ohio State has Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, and Michigan left. So, in other words, a bunch of bums. While I, uh, Indiana has Ohio State, Maryland, Wisconsin, Purdue left. Which okay, two of those teams are top ten teams. That's that's tough. But. If, say, Indiana somehow got around playing Ohio State and they're able to beat Wisconsin. So I'm not saying that somebody, I, 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 once again, uh, I think I said this like last week, but I'm really waiting for that crazy 2020 news story to come out where a head coach just purposely looked the other way while their team broke COVID protocols just so they knew they would get infected and went to play the game. Well, that was the... Room or this, uh, this conspiracy for LSU and Alabama. I mean, I wouldn't blame LSU either because, <laughs> because there's thing, there's like no way they can play the game unless they reshuffle games, which I don't know why the SEC has not announced a plan for that yet. Yeah, they're dragging their feet big time because it's pretty simple. If they, it's pretty simple if they want to play the game, and they, I mean, it's not like they have to, so it, it's simple either way. They say we're not playing the game or we're moving. LSU and Ole Miss or LSU and Arkansas to the day of the SEC championship. So currently right now, if the season ended right now because of a global catastrophe, that's not COVID apparently. Uh, it would be Indiana versus Northwestern for the Big Ten championship game. Give it to me. So if you want a battle of the nerds versus the Hoosier State, well, you got it. I want 10 win Indiana. Let them win the national championship. Uh, on top of that, just looking at uh, the Mid-American, if anybody cares, Buffalo and Central Michigan are leading the way on that. Uh, the Pac-12, Oregon, Colorado, and obviously the SEC would be Alabama and Florida, barring any mistakes that happen along the way, i.e. somehow, some way, Auburn, Auburn beats Alabama and Alabama loses to LSU later in the year if they do play that game, and A&M winning out. Uh, it's the only way A&M gets in, pretty much. But watch out, because number five A&M is knocking on the door to a college football playoff, which I don't I think don't, anybody was going to say this year. I don't want them to make the college football playoff. I think it'll be yeah. funny. It would be kind of funny. I Even think we'd all be wrong. But, like, I would much rather – a team that you know actually deserves a, a chance, and because here's what's going to happen: Texas A&M is going to go in. They're going to be the fourth seed. They're going to play Alabama. They're going to lose by sixty, and it's going to be over. So they don't stand a chance because Kelman is not going to be able to beat Alabama. He hasn't yet. Hey, won. don't you count out Kelman? I will count out Kelman. Alex, you're hating on Kelman, and he's going to hear this one day. He's going to come for you. I'm so scared. Okay, Alex. Uh. I'll deem him right now and say this. Yeah, okay, guy's go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go I ahead, mean, yeah. look, the fact that he had number five A and M, seven Cincinnati, eight BYU, and nine Indiana, that is ripe for the picking of we're gonna have some cool teams. Hopefully, try to make their way in. Unfortunately, I don't know how great those chances are. I didn't really get one. Yeah, you're gonna I've get out, one I've, of those. I've already outlined a possibility. Give it if to Notre me. Dame beats Clemson. I and hope. Auburn Texas A&M, Cincinnati will make it to the 
college football playoff. Now, did you see the quote from – let me get it right quick. I was just on it not too long ago. Da, 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 da. Here we go. So, come on, load. Here we go. I'll be honest. I'd much rather have BYU than Cincinnati. So, really? Luke Fickle was asked about on his weekly radio show if there was a possibility that Cincinnati would schedule a game against BYU before the season ends. And the response was pretty much anything is possible. Oh, that would be awesome. So, if Cincinnati is just like, hey, BYU, you just want to go play a game and just settle this like men on the field? Yes. There you go. So, and well, honestly, Cincinnati, cause Cincinnati Stadium is pretty cool. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't know the logistics behind it because how how logistically possible is it to schedule a game a month out from now? I don't know. But if we're being quite honest, I mean, the, a month the, that's very, very they, that's how the beginning of the season was. That is fair. But the best chances that either of these two teams have of making the playoffs is probably scheduling this game against each other. Yeah, so they they may not have a chance. I mean, either either way, because these teams, let's be honest, don't play anybody else this year. So yeah, BYU destroyed Boise State. Boise State might not be good this year. I don't know. So so this is their best chance. So I I say, look, it's a it's a it's a dangerous situation. You either win. And you got a better chance of the playoffs, or you'll lose, and that illustrious season gets a little bit tainted. But hey, you got to go for broke this year, because it's probably not going to happen again. So might as well. Yeah. So Cincinnati BYU, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Ah, uh, but as we're done with that, I assume we are ready for college football pick'em. You gotta do it now. Or when else are we going to do it? I don't know. Let me go ahead and get this link for you guys. It's the same link. I don't know why I have to keep sending it. But here we go. All right. Are you guys ready? Sure. About as ready as I'll ever be. Just to give an updated standings because they really are... I mean, when I say this is neck and neck, this is neck and neck. First place is Bay, tied with Davis at 62 and 37. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. First place is you didn't Alex. Fix it. I didn't because I'm too lazy to do this. Okay, if you want to fix it, fix it yourself. Uh, no. First place is Alex at 63 and 36. Second place is Davis and Bay at 62 and 37. I'm in third at 61 and 38. Uh, Jacob is in fourth at 59 and 40, and Jack's doing whatever Jack is doing. Uh, so, I mean, we're talking about three games separating everybody. Plus, we didn't do a full 10 games last week because one did get postponed. So, there's 11 on the docket this week. Oof. And, uh, by the way, these games are not easy at all. Oh, God. They are not easy. Uh, Obviously, there's ranked matchups on there, and then after I'm done with ranked matchups, I kind of go to wherever the the line is the lowest at, or the spread is the lowest. So first one up is newly unranked SMU and the Houston Bearcats. We'll go in the order of Alex Houston Davis. Did I say Bearcats? Yes. Ah, uh, well, they might as well change your name anyway. 
Uh, first we'll go Alex, Davis, myself, and then Jacob. Uh, Alex, you're up first. That means me? Yeah. Is All your right. name is your name um, Alex? I'm going to take SMU in this one. They are coming off that loss, but Houston is just not very good this year. Dan Holgerson has kind of blown up the program. And SMU is still a good team at 7-2, so I'm going SMU. Davis? I also took SMU. I'm taking SMU as well. It's just I don't trust Houston. Jacob? SMU, I don't really buy into that loss last week because I think Tulsa's a good team. So, you'll get Houston. Their only win in the last three games is against a trash USF team. SMU has actually beaten teams. So, SMU. All right. Here's one of the harder games to pick. LSU is on the road to Arkansas. And, boy, is this game a make or break for a lot of people in the LSU program. Alex. It's crazy because I saw the graphic that said last year, like LSU was favored by 30 against Arkansas, and now Arkansas is favored by one. I'm going to go Arkansas with this one. I think, you know, LSU is still going to be missing some players, if I'm not mistaken, right? They, they still should be missing some guys from the COVID stuff. And, again, they're just not a good team. And we saw their quarterback play without Miles Brennan against Auburn, and it wasn't good. And Arkansas is a decent team right now, so I'm going to go Arkansas. I also went Arkansas. Uh, man, don't tell me you picked LSU. It's tough because Arkansas is gonna be fired up for this game. They're a good team. It's just, it's hard for me to see LSU losing this game. Like, that's just I, I, my my mind. It, it's not firing in my mind that LSU could lose this game. That's tough. Uh, I'll take Arkansas because they're fired up about it. And I feel like I feel like they're really using that Auburn situation to their benefit of trying to get these other wins. So I'll take Arkansas, but I wouldn't be surprised if LSU won by ten because of whatever stupid reason that ended up happening in that game. I'm picking LSU. I didn't like the performance by Arkansas last week. I think they could have kept that Florida game close, but they didn't. So I'm going with LSU. Number seven, Cincinnati and UCF. Now, Cincinnati, uh, we talked about how they weren't really going to play anybody else. And UCF is not the same team they were years ago. But it's still a road game against a conference foe that, uh, I mean, trap game has written all over it. Alex? You know, yeah, it is a trap game. Cincinnati really getting into the tougher part of their schedule. They got three straight road games, one of these against UCF. Then they finished the season on prime time in Tulsa. Tulsa, Jake, you mentioned them being a good team. Their only loss is to Oklahoma State the beginning of the season they're a pretty good team UCF I mean Dylan Gabriel's actually been good this year he had some struggles last year and Marlon Williams is the best wide receiver in the country in terms of yards already but Cincinnati's got national championship aspirations so I gotta go Cincinnati Davis. let's go Cincy I also took Cincy I took also Cincinnati go Marlon well. Williams it's kind of crazy ESPN's FPI has UCF had a 56.4% chance to win. They are at home, and they rarely ever lose at home. So, Yeah, I, I'm hey, still going to go with Cincinnati, though. I That's remember not... when UCF went 0-12 and, and that lonely fan sat in the stands. I didn't forget. Oof. Those, those were the years when UCF was just awful. Yeah. Let's see. What is this? Ooh. Here, who'd you pick? 
Uh, Cincinnati. And I was looking at something that uh, Auburn basketball sent about a guard they just signed or a player they just signed. Uh, but number 20, USC versus Utah. This is another road game for the Trojans that have survived the last two games. But will they survive against this Utes team? Alex? Um, This is a tough one. I got to go USC on this one. They found some ways to win. You know, I made a lot of comments about Clay Helton, but this team is clearly fighting for his, you know, his position on that team because I think he couldn't have survived any more bad seasons. I got to go USC with this one, and hopefully I'm right. Davis? I also took USC. Yeah, I picked against USC twice already, and I got burned both times, so I don't think I can do it again. I'll take USC on the road. Utah has had both their games postponed this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know anything about Utah. and They're from the state of Utah. Yeah, I know that, but that, that that's the extent I know. And that's, that's not a like positive thing, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm going with USC. Ah. Ah, here's the game. Number 21, Liberty, against NC State. Alex? This is a dangerous one, man. Uh... I got to go Liberty. I mean, they're a red-hot team, and Malik Willis had the best game of the season for him last week. And NC State's a good team. They're a Power 5 team. But Liberty, again, they've got Coastal Carolina, you know, right in front of them, and I think they're going to blow past everybody to get to that game. So, Liberty. Davis? Uh, I mean, Alex and I are picking the same so far. I'm also taking Liberty. All right. Liberty is a bunch of pretenders. I hate to say it. Yo. Really? What, not, they're, what? Not, they're not pretenders. They're, they're a decent team. But, Paul, they ain't played nobody. Their, best, they their, their best win is Virginia Tech. That's it. That, that ain't somebody. That's Virginia Tech. A Virginia Tech team that we argued on this show was missing half of their players. And they won on... Uh, Legatron coming out of retirement and kicking a field goal for Liberty is what happened. NC State's a good team, and I think it's a road game for Liberty. I think NC State gets them. Yeah, I think NC State has a good chance of this, and to make up ground in the standings, I'm picking NC State as well. Here we go. It's a monster robbery Bedlam. game. Here's one. It's Bedlam, number 14, Oklahoma State, goes on the road to number 18, Oklahoma. This one's impossible. It is. Think about it this way. Who needs this game the most? Oklahoma needs this game the most. That means whoever needs it the most is going to lose. That's how the Big 12 works. That, that, is, that is the law of the Big 12. I mean, this because when Oklahoma's been bad, they've been awful. Like, really awful. When they've been good, you know... They've been the Oklahoma that we know when they scored a million on Texas. Right? Who did Oklahoma? Who did Oklahoma State play last week? Um, I'm trying Kansas to State, my, and they won twenty to eighteen. My CBS Sports app having a whole problem right now, so I can't even see. Like, I'll, I'll let Alex go. I'll let Alex and Davis go before I say my piece about this game. Um, I got I got to go Oklahoma. I'm going to Oklahoma State. I don't trust Oklahoma or Rattler. I don't trust anybody in this game. But yeah. Oklahoma State's been playing it too fast and too close the last couple of games for me to for me to think that they're going to go on the road and get a big win. So I'll take Oklahoma 
in a very Big 12-esque game. When I say Big 12, either we're going to have almost 1,000 yards total or we're going to have about a, a total of eight turnovers. But something's going to happen. Oklahoma has been red hot as of late. They started the season really poorly, but since that win against Texas, they've really been on. And Oklahoma State has been inching by. So, uh, I'm picking Oklahoma State. Their defense is too good. Number 10, Wisconsin travels to take on the nerds at number 19, Northwestern. So Alex. is Wisconsin getting their quarterback back? I think he is back. He played last week. Oh, right, right. I, I, their whole thing is so, like, you know, up and down. I can't even remember what's been happening with them. Yeah, I'm going to go Wisconsin. I think Pat Fitzgerald has taken Northwestern to a place they didn't think they could be, but this is about as far as they can go. I really think that they don't stand a chance against a Wisconsin team that's just stronger than them. Davis. I concur with Alex on that one. I do as well. Northwestern, while they've been playing good, I mean, what their best win is against, what was it Maryland that they won massively by? Was that yeah, the, they beat was that the 44-3 to game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only good game they got. Other than that, I don't think they can take Wisconsin. Graham Mertz is the GOAT. Wisconsin. App State travels to Coastal Carolina. So, Coastal Carolina has their kind of own situation to deal with. I know App State's not probably at the level that they usually are at, but they're still a good team that's to travel to take on Coastal Carolina. App State is 6-1 and one this year. Their only loss being to undefeated Marshall by 10. That game was in... Uh or at Marshall. But, again, Coast Carolina, they got bigger things on their plate, bigger things on their mind that I just think, you know, they're a driven team, and I think they're going to win this game. Davis. I also took Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Jacob? Coastal. And what, uh, in my mind, no. is the 2018 grudge match rematch. Tennessee travels to Jordan Hare to take on Auburn. And golly, I just got flashbacks just mentioning 2018. Oh, God. Is Garantano the starter again? Who, yes. they, got, they, got like three, they got like three Do quarterbacks. I don't think we know yet. Again. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I feel that. Hoodie's on. Rest in peace. Here we go. Tennessee, let, let, Auburn. Let's preface this with this very important point. Team to team, Auburn should win this game. There is oh, no question about it. They're Alex, be why, why'd you open up with that? What are you about to do? What? Why'd you open up with that? What are you about to do? No, I'm picking Auburn, but I want to let everybody know that I'm picking Auburn because they should, in fact, win. They are better in every single facet versus Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee has probably the better fight song. I'm not going to lie. Rocky Top is pretty cool. And that's about it. And, I mean, nobody wears a mask better than Jeremy Pruitt. That That is also – he gets major points for that one. But got to pick Auburn on this one. They should not win this game. Or they should not lose this game, I mean. Oh, no, you said it. My bad. I'm picking oh, Auburn no. now. Davis. I'm also picking Auburn. I'm going Auburn as well. I forgot we had, ah. to, give, we had to give a score as well. I forgot about that. Uh, Jacob, you picking Auburn? Auburn. All right. And it's going to be ugly. We're getting revenge. 
I hope you're Are right. we talking about like Revenge Ugly or like Arkansas Revenge Ugly? <laughs> those, are, those are two different Auburn Uglies. Like Revenge Ugly. Like us against LSU. Wait, are Hood supposed to be on right now? I said Hood's on. You're Sorry. Davis, you late to the party, dude? Alex. All right. And uh, if I'm the first to give my score, I will. I'll go uh, 38-13 Auburn. Ah. I will go 42-17 Auburn. That's good. 34-20 Auburn. Oof. 56-10 Auburn. Woo! Yeah, that's Jacob! Oh, yeah, there a, we go. That's an Auburn win I want to see. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll be happy with that. I just don't think it's going to happen. A makeup, I revenge. A makeup game from last week. We got to get one in. So I decided to pick a game that I think we can all laugh at. Michigan on the road against Rutgers. They're both well, one and three. <laughs> Rutgers. Is, I'm going first. Rutgers. Rutgers. But I'm going Rutgers, yeah. Michigan's a sinking ship that's on fire. Doesn't make sense how it's Ruck, Rutgers just lost to Illinois. Oh, wait a minute. Rutgers is one and three. Hold up. Yeah. Well, did is, you not hear me? Rutgers is trash. It's like Michigan. But I'm still picking Rutgers. I am too. One of those I was teams. Doing some research. One of those teams is trash, but they got five star players. I don't know if that means anything at this point. But one of those teams <laughs> hey, one of those teams beat Michigan State and the other did not. So did, Oh yeah, Michigan did lose to Michigan State, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But Rutgers lost to Illinois. So who's who else worse out of that situation? And Illinois did lose to Minnesota forty one to fourteen. Oh no. Well look at Rutgers look at Rutgers game against Indiana. Sixteen points. Look at Rutgers game against Ohio State. Only 22 points. Michigan lost to Wisconsin by 38. Michigan lost to Indiana by 17. Yeah, uh, I mean, it... I just can't get over that they lost to Black Santa and Lovey Smith. That's, that's that's my thing. Hey, Illinois, Illinois, they're, they're trying to build something there. I'm going to give them points <laughs> for that. But... I like how you, a lot of your brother said that they, they were okay, and then you looked at the record and like, okay, maybe I need to back you know, up. I knew they that. weren't okay, but I mean, they've had their moments. You know, the Wisconsin upset it like last year, two years ago. That's um, true. Dang! Now I want to. Michigan's also favored by ten. It's a I'm tough game. That's why I threw it on there. We're all wrong. We're at least wrong together. I don't know. It's a road game too. Yes, uh, wait, Jacob. Did you already pick? Yes. He was the Rutgers. first one to go. He he jumped. He jumped the gun. He picked Rutgers. Davis already picked Rutgers. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and well pick Rutgers. Why not? You should go. You should go, Michigan, Alex. Change it up. No, because like they're so ice cold. There's no way they're gonna win a game after losing like they did against Wisconsin. You know Jake. what? I just I can't I can't shake the fact that Rutgers lost to Illinois. I really can't. I'll go Michigan. Yo, I can't shake it. And finally, the extra point game of the week, number nine. Hopefully. Currently, Indiana, soon to be Windiana, taking on number three, Ohio State. That game is at Ohio State. Alex? I love Windiana, but two years from now, maybe, but not right now. Ohio State's too good. Indiana just, they don't have the talent to beat this team. Not in, not at Ohio State. By the way, this is big noon kickoff. I want you guys to know this game's at noon. It's going to be a good game. I also yeah. took the Buckeyes. I I went back and forth a lot, but I ended up Ohio State. Uh, I took Ohio State as well. I mean, I, I love Indiana, but I, I just 
I can't pull the trigger on it. They don't they don't have any mystical voodoo around them like Iowa State does. Jacob. He's thinking. He's thinking. Jersey frozen. Oh. This is so difficult. Yep. It's tough because you know what picking against Indiana does. They pretty much knocks them out the Big Ten championship. But Ohio State also always has the game. It's true. Does Ohio State play Purdue this year? I'm going to check the schedule right now, actually. Not you. Check Ohio State's schedule. That's the only way you can find out. I'm going to look. Do they play Iowa? I'm I'm looking. They don't don't play either Iowa or Um, Purdue. Or are they going to lose to Illinois? They go on the road to Illinois, on the road to Michigan State, and stay at home against Michigan. That would make sense, Jared. We're telling them that. You can't, I cannot believe Rutgers lost to Illinois, and Illinois goes and beats Ohio State. That 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 would that would complete the circle for me. Well, That's usually how it goes. Indiana is doing it this week. Ten Indiana. Are you picking Indiana? Is that a thing? Did you just lock that I'm in? I'm picking Indiana. I'm picking Indiana. All right. Well, whoa, I believe in them. Yo. I believe in them. There we go, Jacob. There we go. All right. Well. That does it for Koshuwal Pickham. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't. I don't like any of the chances. By the way, Indiana is a twenty and a half point underdog, so they got that going. Oh man! On to the NFL. NFL Pickham. NFL Pickham standings. Uh, this is all in order because I didn't have to move it any. Bay marks, or I should say, this is not. This is not updated. There's still one game outstanding, and that is uh Monday Night Football. Uh. Ooh. But Bay Marks at 99 and 45. Davis and I at 94 and 50. Alex at 93 and 51. Jacob at 85 and 61. And Jack doing whatever Jack's doing. Uh, so here we go for this week. The Cardinals, obviously, after uh, their dramatic win against the Bills, a reminder that DeAndre Hopkins, they traded a second round pick for him, uh, are taking on the Seahawks who have been reeling lately after Wilson has been a little bit of a turnover machine. Uh, we'll go... Uh, I'll go first, and then Davis, Alex, and then Jacob. And this game, man, the Cardinals really proved to me that uh, they can go punch for punch with every, with anybody, and the Seahawks have proved to me that they can play down to anybody. Uh, so in that kind of situation, do the Seahawks rebound? Uh Yes, I'll take the Seahawks. I think when it's this close of a game, at some point you just got to believe that Russell Wilson is going to come through, and I think he will. I think he's putting a lot of it on himself on his shoulders, and uh, he's going to try to correct it this week. I'm going to take the Cardinals. That's fair. Uh, Alex? I'm going to go Cardinals as well. They did already beat the Seahawks earlier this year, and they're a red-hot team. Meanwhile, the Seahawks are anything but right now. So I can't confidently pick the Seahawks. I'm going Cardinals. Jacob? I think they're riding too much of a high right now off that Hail Mary. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks. And I think that they're desperate for a bounce back, and they'll get it. Also, I think that DK Metcalf is upset that he had, what, under 30 yards last week? So uh, he'll definitely (laughs) – all right. Okay. Alex, just cackle? What was that? That was scary. That was very, very <laughs> he, 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 called, he called DK Metcalf trash. But first of all, it's a bad take. And that then is he a cackled. bad take. Don't get me started on that again, Alex. It's a terrible take. And Alex, I'd love to see you tell him that to his face. 
Oh, absolutely. Let, let's be clear. I don't actually think that, but that was just a callback to previous debates. Of- hey, Jacob, Jacob, who's better, Terry McLaurin or DK Metcalf? <sighs> Not this again. I got to leave at 930. So that's, re- that's really tough. Oh, thank you for the sarcasm, Jacob. Oh, Alex well. is wholeheartedly defending. Let's, let, let, let's not get into that debate again. It's it's, it's close. Like I'm not gonna say it's a complete. Oh, we weren't either, but we were saying like we were even going to say like the the NFL was starting to try to go after DK Metcalf more. Alex took offense to that. That's not. But, I mean, if, if you're asking if I want DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin, I might hesitate. Thank DK you. Metcalf. Okay. Up next, Packers and Colts. Just so you know, it is Packers hate week for me. So, Bay Marks, I'm calling you out. Your team's going to lose. I'm picking the Colts. Ugh. It's true. I mean, yes, you did pick them, but I don't know, man. Number one defense in the NFL, the Packers could the barely beat the two-point favorites. The, the Colts, I mean, the Packers could barely beat the Jaguars. Don't remind me of week one. I don't care about week one anymore. It's a different Colts team. Give me the Colts. They're at home, too. Yeah, the Packers could barely beat the Jags. The Colts haven't beaten the Jags this year. That's right, Jared. Hey, but we got a second chance, though. Davis? I'm taking the Packers. Alex? Packers. Jacob? Colts, I'm thinking the MVPs are going to be having bad weeks. So, last week it was Russell Wilson. This week, Aaron Rodgers. Next week it'll be Mahomes or someone else. The Eagles, after the loss to the Giants, take on Baker Mayfield and those Browns. Nick Chubb may run out of bounds again, but who knows? I'll take the Browns at home. I mean, it's the NFC East, so it's a good bet. Davis? Um, I think the Browns are going to win this one. Alex? Yeah, I gotta go to the Browns. The Eagles are too bad. Jacob? Browns. Alright. Got three more minutes. Here we go. Falcons, Saints. It's Jameis Winston's time to shine. He'll lose to the Falcons at home. Ooh. Davis. Um I'm thinking the Falcons. Jameis Jameis is not doing it, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean He can throw it farther than Drew Brees, but he is not winning. The Falcons are the best. Uh, team in the league with a three and six record by far. I think that's without question. But the Saints are the Saints. What a low bar! Can't go against them. I'm picking the Falcons because they're going to find a way to move out of the top ten in the draft. That would be a Falcons thing to do. That's fair. The Bengals are taking on the Washington Football Team. Oh man. Well, I'll, I'll give I'll give this. Washington really did try to come up against the Lions. Uh. Alex Smith is comeback play of the year, but you know. He did play well. Uh I'll take Washington in this game, Davis. I'm taking the Bengals. Let's go Joe Burrow. Yeah. Alex. Jared, the only option is the Bengals. Washington just doesn't win games. Joe now, Burrow. So I'm taking Washington. I believe in Alex Smith. Until he's back in the quarterback graveyard. I don't even believe in him. No, well, just don't buy his jersey. Lions taking on the Panthers. That game is in Carolina. Uh, is Teddy Bridgewater back? Is that a thing? Is he playing? Is he good? Kind of, I think. Did he oh, play last yeah, hurt last game. Oh, well, well, I'll say this. 
I'll take the Panthers no matter who's that quarterback. You can throw Jimmy Clausen back out there. You no, the no, no, no. Davis. <laughs> stop, stop. Look, I think I, the Panthers like to play down to their opponent. They also like to play up to their opponents. But since we're at home, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Alex? Uh, yeah, Panthers. The Panthers have finally realized their main objective this year, and that's the tank. Lions. Steelers, wow. Jaguars. Uh, the Steelers, 9-0. Here we go. Steelers, 9-0. Jaguars, 1-8. Davis? Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. 10-0. Steelers! Yeah, Steelers. Titans, Ravens. Ravens. Titans. Uh, Ravens. I'll take Ravens. Boo. Titans. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson forgot how to play football. The Titans have the worst defense in the NFL. They have Derrick Henry. It's all that matters. Patriots, Texans. Cam Newton versus Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Patriots. This game's, this game's ugly. I'm taking Patriots. Yeah. Patriots. Davis. I was took Patriots, but don't be. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans pull it out because the Patriots are kind of bums. The Dolphins are going for seven and three to take on the Broncos, who we don't even know who their quarterback is right now. Fins up. Fins up. Dolphins. 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 Two a time. The Jets are looking for their first win to take on <laughs> Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Hey, this is when it's gonna happen. This <laughs> it would be if the Chargers blow a lead to the Jets. I'm done with the NFL. Uh, but I'm taking the Chargers. Same. Chargers. All around Chargers. Chargers. You know what? Jets. Whoa. All righty then. Uh, Cowboys. Pick them, and that's the tank. My goodness. Cowboys at the Vikings. Uh, Andy Dalton's on track to play this game. Skull. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I'm still, still taking yeah. the Vikings. I'm about to say, the Cowboys are not stopping Dalvin Cook. Rematch for Sunday Night Football. Or rematch on Sunday Night Football. Remember when the Raiders beat the Chiefs for the only loss of the season and then they drove around the stadium cheering? Yeah, the, yep. Chiefs, the Chiefs did not forget. And the Chiefs will be in Las Vegas looking to roll the dice on this game. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm also taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. Is that yeah. even a question? It's Chiefs. I mean, we're, we are talking about the same Raiders team that did beat them. So I guess that is a question. Uh, and finally, the Rams travel to take on... The Buccaneers. That game is in Tampa. The Rams uh, are frauds. The Rams have played decently well the last couple of weeks. And the Rams are frauds. Fair I enough. I chose the Rams. Uh, uh, hmm. Bucks by 14. Whoa. Well, the last time I picked the Bucks. Well, no, I picked the Bucks last week. I'll take the Buccaneers as well. Alex? I said Bucks. I already picked. Oh, I said Rams. I, I'm going Rams. Well, that does it for the show today. So thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, if you want to catch more, make sure you go to Spotify and iTunes and search The Extra Point. It should be a fun one this week with everything that's going on. Make sure you stay tuned for the NBA draft. Hopefully, Coral goes somewhere that doesn't ruin his career right off the jump. So there's that. So don't go to the Knicks. Uh, so. For Davis Carroll, Alex Houston, and Jacob Hillman, I'm Jared Dillon saying thank you so much for joining us on the Extra Point here on WEGL 911 and WEGLFM.com.